Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. This is Kevin. Got Mac on the line. We are two guys on the phone. Sneaking in one more. Yep. Yeah, they know that. They, you, you had to click on the podcast. I I also like every time I we like introduce the topic or whatever and, and every podcast podcast does this but it's like people saw the like they chose the podcast they they clicked on the episode they know what they're about to listen to they're not going to be surprised there's no surprise topic unless you unless you have a different title That's a good point unless we get picked up by like FM AM radio station Mm sure okay. In which case, welcome. Everybody's welcome. Uh, so, big news on the podcasting audience front, speaking of. Uh, Ashley listened to our last one, which was surprising. I had to check back my mental log and think, what types of things did I say? I had a lot of uh, skepticism about her finishing the Halloween outfits because I didn't think she was going to be listening to the podcast. Uh, and... Not only did we have that listener, but she is a, she's a repeat customer. She's got a drive to Milwaukee tomorrow, and she is planning on listening to what we record right now. Wow. So it's guaranteed that someone will listen to what mm-hmm. we're saying. That's right. At least one person. That's right. That's our biggest guaranteed audience we've ever had. It's true. It's true. So anyways. Is she a subscriber? Is she a subscriber uh, to the podcast? I, I don't know. I haven't committed to that type of interrogation yet. Is she on the email chain? Does she get the weekly email? <laughs> the weekly emails for the, for the bi-annual podcast. <laughs> That's right. The podcast happens twice a year, but the email is very So anyways, this, this podcast needs to be about 83 minutes in length. Okay. Yeah. So I clicked on one extra, one extra link. Figured we can drag it out that long. Yeah. Six minutes to research, 83 minutes of podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Speaking of research. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, sometimes you just get in this cycle of like you wear two or three shirts, you do laundry, and then you put those shirts back on the top of your like clean clothes, and then those are the shirts you wear again, and you just like can't get out of that cycle. And do you think that the shirts on the bottom of that cycle that aren't getting worn should just get thrown away? I think I think some people think that, but in this story, I got out of that cycle because I didn't bring my clean clothes back upstairs. And so then I was like, I need a shirt. And so I started looking through shirts I hadn't worn in a while, found this one, and here we are. And now it's in the rotation. Oh, I yeah. I wear that shirt every week. Yeah, I mean, now we're going to be seeing this shirt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there's a very low amount of pride that I have in my wardrobe. There's almost more pride in how bad the wardrobe can be. 
frequently go on walks out like through my neighborhood and I'm like wearing pajama pants and then like run into neighbors and talk to them and get home and be like wow they must judge me pretty hard I didn't even think about what I was wearing um but I I frequently do a cost check I look at everything I'm wearing and I think about how much money I spent to gain those items and it's usually like less than ten dollars it's usually like Shorts I found in the locker room in college. T-shirt that was like a giveaway at like a, a duck event or something. And then like not wearing, you know, boxers or socks or anything. And I'm like, I'm usually pretty proud of myself for the the amount of free merch that is like my general rotation. say that it doesn't even come to the forefront of thought like it's it's not even something that's present to me during the interaction I think the only time that I think about what I'm wearing is we have to rewind pre-pandemic to when like I could play recreational soccer I would try really hard to look like a bum going into the game so I'd like show up wearing yeah and and it wasn't hard (laughs) I'd like show up wearing like basketball shorts and then like dress socks as my soccer socks like papa john's pizza cardboard cutouts as my shin guards like carrying a grocery bag and then i would obviously try to play soccer at a high level but i would try to look like i was horrible at soccer ahead of time yeah i would just look like i was horrible the entire time yeah i mean i was usually one for two (laughs) i played a long game (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I think you're totally right. I would just say it's, it's more of a subconscious thing for me. I don't, I, I don't judge people who dress cleanly. I don't judge people who dress poorly. It's just like clothes are so utilitarian for me. It's like you wear clothes to not be cold or you wear clothes to not expose your body, but that's it. I feel like that's, 
I feel like that's how I feel about cars too. It's just like it is a it is just a means of getting from one place to another. I don't care what year it was made, what like what type of engine it has or anything. I was thinking about I saw a red sports car today. It just nothing makes me more. I have nothing in common with that person. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree so much with that choice. I don't understand it. I don't understand the the lore of it. Yeah. Park far away from everybody else doesn't get scratched. There's no nothing that makes your life better than it was fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars that's immediately worth twenty five thousand dollars once you buy it. I do get to like when someone has a nice truck or something. But you can throw a lot of nice things in a beat up truck too. Uh, good point. Probably. And you can throw them in much more hard. Yeah. Good point. Good point. My um my friends here in Madison uh used to have a boat. And I say used to, and that'll make sense in a second. That was basically just like a picnic table flipped upside I down. It was basically just a picnic table turned upside down and it floated and we would go out on it and we'd be like, this is amazing. We're just out in the middle of the lake and we have a boat that, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like probably a $17 boat. Obviously it has since sunk, but, uh, that, I mean, that's all you need, right? You just need something that doesn't, that just keeps you buoyant as long as you want to be out there. I, I doubt that it was, but I mean, it was what it was basically like, uh, um, you know, like not two by fours, but two by eights, like nailed to other two by eights. Yeah. And that was just like a platform. Yeah. And then, you know, they had like a little, um, one of those small engines, like attached, affixed to the bottom. And that yeah, was it. Going to the, rubber, the rubber band one where you had to wind the rubber band up. <laughs> The, the little, like, seven-year-old, like, fans where you can, like, spray the squirt, yeah. like, the mist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Basically, all you need is a raft and some horse. This is a to go down the water. But you know what you do need is you need daylight. Oh, good segue. It, yeah. It's about as smooth as it could go, I think. um okay well that's fair but i am interested in this topic it is something that i still don't fully understand of course but i'm like always curious about like why do we go through the hassle of this daylight saving time thing what where did it come from why do we do it now could we get rid of it etc um Good point. Good point. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. You want to kick us off?
stuff going on. A lot of good stuff. I should know this. I went to nature camp every year of my life, of my childhood, and we did all the ologies that were relevant, and that was one of them. And you, got, you had that badge that you wore all through college that I'm an entomologist. I passed entomology class. Yeah, that badge was just such a good conversation starter at parties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and this guy, he wanted more time to study his bugs after he's been at work. Which makes sense, but you can't do that in the dark. No, I mean, basically, you're just studying fireflies. Yeah, and he had done that. He had, he had finished his firefly <laughs> research. We solved it. Uh, <laughs> so he threw it out there, and they basically said no. But he threw it out there hard enough that he got the attention. He got noted as being one of the earlier adopters or offerers. The other person who got credit for being really early on, that's like one. Which is funny because his was a joke. He he was living in France as the ambassador to France, living in Paris as the ambassador to France, and he just wrote a satirical article that was like, we're burning through a ton of candle wax around here. We should just start the day one hour earlier and save candle wax. And it wasn't actually like a proposal. It was just like a... He was basically like making fun of the French people. and And then... Everyone was like, that's funny, but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But then in my reading, the first people to really do it was World War One Germany. Yeah, so you were too. Yes, agreed. It's kind of nice that we don't share notes because it makes me feel like I actually have true information when I see you not along to Yeah. Also also, usually it means that both of us uh, report our research with a question mark at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was pretty effective for them to be able to, I don't know, make more tanks, or like just be more efficient and use more daylight. And I guess we should take a step back and just say very clearly that what we're talking about is in the spring bringing forward, so moving your clock forward, yep. and then the fall moving your clock backwards an hour, yep. with the intent being that now that it's always hard to say out loud, so that you have like your mind clearly around. I got you, what, I got you. But what, seven, but what 7 p.m., now the clock says 8 p.m., and so you have an hour more daylight at the end of the day in the summer. Yeah. And the idea originally was that that extra hour of daylight at the end of the day 
on electricity, you save on candles, more light at the end is better to keep people functional and doing things during the good weather of summer. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that, that's really well said. It's also uh, simple to think about it on the front end too, that it, in the portion of the world that was campaigning for this, sunrise was at 4.30 in the morning when everybody's asleep. So if you bump that up in the spring to just be 5.30, then you have less wasted daylight. You have more people awake during the time of the day that there is sunlight. And that's absolutely true on the back end of the day. <clears throat> yeah, I think that was better. Because like as the days are getting longer, you start wasting early daylight. So it just moves the clock. Right. Which, in principle, kind of makes sense. And then you think about why not just leave the clock forward and leave it like that for the whole year, which is also meant to just be quite a few times. And, but then the problem would be in the winter when the day is shrinking, now you have darkness in the morning for quite a while. Right. And uh, not that this is the reason that we don't do it, but um, like one of the largest proponents of moving the clocks back again is uh, parents who have kids waiting outside for the school bus. Right. With like the concern that they get hit by the bus. It's a finished spot, right? Or that they'll get lost and not find the bus stop. Just everything about the dark is bad. Good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Big big set big SPF. So I've got a lot of terms I want to add into this. The, the first is that this whole idea of um, daylight saving time uh, as DST was introduced as war time because during the war, you could save a lot on coal if there was light at the end of the day. The uh, benefit was for all the industrialized nations or industrialized professions, people that use the daylight uh, or people that when it gets dark, they use coal uh, to keep their life going. In an agrarian society, which is the farming society, this stunk because you have one, you always wake up at the crack of dawn, no matter what. But now you have one extra hour of work to do to be dealing with everybody else that isn't in the farming society. Uh, just because everybody else decided to change the time on the clock. So they proposed God's time, which is going back to the time that it was before we introduced war time, um, which I found to be... God's time. God's time, yeah. So everybody on the industrialized side wanted war time. Everybody on the agrarian side wanted God's time. And so that's when they would go back and forth. Right? It's hard to argue with God's time. Yeah, it's like, uh, no thanks, God. Pass. I know it's like wartime. 
So twice in my life, we have had go-lives at work where I have to work a night shift, meaning I work from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And, and twice in my life, I have had to work that on um, like the daylight saving time switch in the fall. So I've had to work 13 hours because it was 2 a.m. twice. And I, so I, I can... We've been working night shifts. We've been working night shifts for a while. Right? It's horrible. So I think I feel like we can empathize with those people to be like, wait, you guys, just because we just decided to change the time, now I have to work more? Yeah. And in a hospital with an electronic medical record, that's a dysfunctional and epic. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> uh, it's so confusing, right? Like, you can imagine, like, that medicine was given at 2.30. Mm -hmm. Well, right now it's 2.20, so we got given in the future. And then, like, what happened afterwards? They got, wait, the heart rate was. Yeah. We, uh, we lost you for a second. We lost you after the heart rate piece, but I totally get what you mean in the idea that, like, it says the med was given at 2.35. It's 2.40 right now. Was it given five minutes ago? Or I guess, it, you know, like, was it given five minutes ago, 65 yeah. minutes ago? What's happened since? It's such a mess. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and then for, like, hourly employees, do they get paid for the hour that existed? Like, what happens then? How does that work? I found a link. There's, like, a federal law about how it works for federal employees. And that if you... The law is really confusing and very wordy. But I'm pretty sure that just that if you're scheduled from, like, 11 to 8, so nine hours, but because daylight savings, you actually only work seven hours. You get paid seven instead of eight. And that's... Right? So that's silly. I mean, that stinks for them. Yeah, so I, if you go the other way, they get paid nine hours if they work nine hours, but as they should, you should get paid nine hours for nine hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So, uh, also, I've heard that it's really hard on the um, airline industry because um, not every where respect or like adheres to daylight saving. Do you guys do it in New Zealand? Okay. We do. So, well, we go the opposite direction of the state. Right. Because our summer is your winter. Right. Right. So, right. And in the span of like a week or two, we go from you and me being seven hours apart to five hours apart. Yeah. Which is very confusing. Like, yeah. But then also, I mean, in the United States, it's not um, consistent either. So, like, the entire state of Arizona doesn't follow daylight savings time except for the Navajo nation inside of the state of Arizona, which does. And then there's the, uh, like half of Oklahoma counties don't do it, but the other half do. And then yeah. only like a minority of countries do. None of China does. Um, none of the, the continent of Africa does. So at any given time, if you're in the airline industry, 
it's super hard to map out routes as things are changing and times and times don't mean anything is basically what we've decided as a group of people that followed DST. Just times don't mean anything. We've made them up. Right. And doesn't it also make it impossible to make a real sundial anymore? So... Like you can't have a, a, you know, a year-long sundial. Yeah, so I found some really cool stuff about not sundials, but the evolution of sundials into water clocks. Have you heard of these? Only from the podcast Oh, yeah. Baker, who's like a genius. Yeah. And he uh, is a little bit crazy and maybe had mercury poisoning. He talked about it in the Alice in Wonderland yes. episode. Yes. Yes. He had Mad Hatter to I forgot about that guy being a watchmaker. Um, yeah. Okay, so, so he, he was making like modern day water clocks. Um, the water clocks that I went down a rabbit hole in... Uh, were the original water clocks. So um, very simplistic beginning. It's just a bowl of water with a hole at the bottom. So it drips water at a consistent rate. And then you have markings on the inside of the bowl. So depending on the water level, you can tell what time it is. If you fill up the bowl, um, you know, at at, at sunrise, and it takes 12 hours for the bowl to empty, then, you know, the etching six twelfths of the way down means that it's noon uh, or whatever. Um, right. So that, that's an outflow one. The inflow one is just the opposite. You pour water in to, to watch the water level go up to, to measure or whatever. Um, and then, you know, as it gets more complicated, they get uh, you know, like self-feeding so the water doesn't just flow into nothing. It flows back into itself so you don't have to refill it ever or whatever. But the, the part that I thought was cool was we're talking about like 4,000 BCE um, and they had um, different uh, like vessels next to each other for different portions of the year and they dripped at different rates. So your day was longer or shorter depending on the time of the season, but you would just pour water into the bowl. So you wouldn't just announce at a random point, like the second Sunday of November, hey, we're going to move back an hour at 2 a.m. Instead, you would just pour into the November portion of the bowl and you would know that your day was half over when that bowl was half empty or whatever. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You, don't, you don't change the clock before you change the clock. You yes. Yes. It is considered a temporal style instead of a clock based schedule. It was a temporal schedule. I can see you building and really having a cool water clock in your house. I'm I mean, I've got all I've got all these water lock DIY pages open. I, water clock DIY pages open. I'm ready to commit. Feed Ruby, feed Ruby. 
All right, we might have lost Mac for a second. Just don't fumble. Um, okay, so one of the big reasons that it has stuck around so long is because when you have an hour of light that is extra after the workday, you go and do things from a commercial standpoint. So you go to the movies, go to the golf course, go to the mall, and you spend more money. And so it is very advantageous from a capitalism standpoint to have extra daylight because people spend more money. Right, the barbecue industry, that you read about this stuff is pretty crazy. Really? Do you, do people not barbecue as much if it's darker out? I guess you I guess you want it to be yeah. light. That makes sense. Yeah, you just think like, ah, oh, like we should just barbecue. Like this the like what the activity happened. So like Google searches and purchases of barbecue is Yeah, good point. Good point. That's what I saw. And that makes sense. It is tough to light an entire golf course, but it is easy. It is easier to just lobby to change time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, and then people have said that it is better for energy consumption. The idea being that, you know, our house lights aren't on if it's light outside. If we're going to stay up till 10 p.m., then whatever 10 p.m. is, we'll turn the lights off at that point. So if there's less... But that's been, that's been put on its head, right? Now they like saving waste energy rather than saving energy. That, we're all blasting air conditioning. That's the general belief, yeah. Um... The other thing is that was more true back when life was a little bit simpler. Now, I mean, people use, like, basically, it, it's just so fragile. It's like 0.03% less lights turned on when you change the time. Um, and, that, and that number comes from a few different places where um, areas decided to adopt DST or... Uh, drop it, and so we could actually do some easy studies to do before and afters. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. So if I'm staying up later and doing more activities and involve like driving to go to a barbecue or like playing my stereo and my microwave on, right? And the air conditioning on, and jumping on my electric pogo stick. Yeah. I, I mean, basically, the, the general idea is that people having the lights on in their house is not is not where we're burning all of our energy. But I will say, I mean, my lights are off in this room. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it looks like you're kind of in a rackable court, if I were to give you feedback. But you can just fill them in with toothpaste. Well, it depends what color toothpaste you have. 
I think it's in, it doesn't matter to me. What's used toothpaste? Don't you just swallow your toothpaste? Quinn gets her teeth brushed. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm asking. Okay, yes. She does. We're bad at it. We always forget. Maybe we intend to brush Mason's teeth, but we forget so much. That's not really, it's not a full habit anymore. So for us, it's just like part of the bedtime routine. I don't know uh, like how much of a routine you have or don't have, but we try to have like, these are the thing, like, this is your runway for going to bed. Like, these are the things we're doing to get you in the mindset to go in your crib and go to sleep. And one of them is brushing your yeah. teeth. Yeah. Our routine is, you know, take a bath, which, you know, and then go to his room and then try getting dressed for bed. She so go brush his teeth. And instead of getting dressed, he tries to run around naked screaming with his arms up the air. That sounds... <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> Pretty familiar. That sounds pretty familiar. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, Quinn is like, look, guys, I'd love to go to bed, but I just remembered I have to organize my entire bookshelf. Do we, when, when does that stop? Like, are we as like adults still fighting bedtime just in an adult way? Um, yeah, I think you're still fighting it with these, like, you're just looking at your phone, right? Or you're watching a, a show or a video. You probably should just go to sleep. Man, I, I gotta tell you, we, um, I just started meditating for the first time in my life. I, uh, nice. I know you've been on the like pro meditation train basically since you were like 22 or something. But for me, this is, I've done it three times now. I've, I've done sleep meditations and, and they are effective. It is nuts. Like the first time, the first time I was like, okay, I'll do this meditation and then I'll like read some and then go to sleep just woke up in the morning and I was like, wow, I must've been really tired. The second time I did a five minute meditation and I was like, I actively want to be awake at the end of this meditation. Cause I was at a good part in the book I was reading. Woke, woke up in the morning. It was a five minute meditation. And then last night I did a 10 minute one, woke up in the morning. I'm like, I'm shocked. This meditation, it's like a drug. It's like a sleep drug. That's true. Objectively works for me. That's true. Um, it's so crazy that I, yeah, I've been on the pro meditation train for a long time. But actually, being on the I'm an active meditator train is a train that I hop on and off every time. <laughs> sure. And it's so wild that I keep hopping off the train because I just say the same thing that you just said. I'm like, I'm just happier when I do it. Like, <laughs> like, how is that not a high priority? Like, what's the point of everything else you're doing? 
It must be so frustrating for people who are like trying to get everybody to meditate. Like this person is like, I know something that would improve humankind and it's super easy to do and it's free and nobody will do it. And even the people that believe me, they won't do it. That must be tough. So. I I did some sleep meditation. Do you ever do like there's a complete meditation that's pretty common where you are just like moving your focus through parts of your body and relaxing one part of your body at a time? That's what I did last night. Yeah. Um, that cycle lasts for like a couple of days, but it's pretty impressive how much stress and sleep affects your health. 
Yep. And it does. It makes a difference. Also, the Monday after um, every year annually is always the day where there are the most car accidents on the way to work because people yeah. on Sunday did it the wrong way. They set their clocks the incorrect direction and then they've got everything mixed up and then they're rushing to work and uh, there are car accidents when people rush to work. Yeah, which is crazy. Well, it's, also, it's also crazy that people are on drug cars. I know. <laughs> Nuts. But, but like, that more people die if people get a little bit worse sleep. But, like, we can drive cars 24-7 with, like, a little bit of drugs and alcohol. There is a book I'm reading right now called The Humans, which is about an alien who comes to Earth and is just, like, observing humankind as somebody who's never been here before. And uh, it's pretty funny. I mean, it's, like, it's like a British humor, but it's... Um, it's it's pretty funny, and one of the things they talk about is how crazy it is that the most advanced life form on the planet has created cars <laughs> that that we have to like drive ourselves, and we're not good at driving, and like our whole society like revolves around it, and like just people die all the time because of the way that we've yeah. like, created this paradigm. Well, yeah, all the time. <laughs> we don't like doing it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. And it's like slowly destroying our planet. Yeah, whatever. whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my little. Uh, so, do you think after all of this, if you were in charge, would you get rid of the activity? So, I, I would. I would get rid of it. I, I understand the benefits, but I think there is a smarter way to do it than saying the second Sunday of November and the second Sunday of March every year just change time by an hour. I think that it is crazy that the world as a whole doesn't have a standard way of handling time. And I think the fact that they don't means that what we have currently isn't the most elegant solution. So I, I would pitch something that is closer to the water clock method where Days like you want bases? You want everyone to have twelve bases for every month? I I don't think we need to be on a clock based schedule that is as rigid as it is. I think that we now have the technology to just have the days expand and collapse based off of how the daylight's gonna function. Whoa. That was pretty meta and abstract. I don't even know if I follow you. You wanna get rid of you wanna get rid of the clocks? You wanna get rid of no more 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. You want to just have it be like late evening, late afternoon, early afternoon? Uh, I think that 5 o'clock today doesn't have to be 24 hours away from 5 o'clock tomorrow. I think, uh, I think 5 o'clock should be 4 hours before sunset. Well, and so that might... So tomorrow, that might be in 23 hours and 52 minutes from five o'clock today. I think it should be based, I think, I think we should move back to a temporal based schedule. And then that way we don't have this problem. We're just like 6 a.m. is sunrise, 8 p.m. is sunset, and then everything else is in between. I love, I love the creativity. I love the brainstorming. 
numbers and timers that I've set and somewhere that math doesn't doesn't work out. Well, I have like a flexible hour at midnight all the time. I think the hardest part is that um, a light-based schedule that I'm proposing basically just completely ignores like everybody on the equator and everybody close to the poles. Like in Scandinavia, when there's like 21 hours of daylight in the summer, how's that work? And that's why they don't follow daylight savings time because they're like, uh, pass, we don't need to worry about this. Ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. Your days are getting shorter. My days are getting longer. Yeah. Right? Like, we're teeter-tottering opposite directions, so... Yeah. See, but I'm an ideas guy. You know, don't bog me down with the details. Yeah. There's no bad ideas on this podcast, but that one has a few few things to iron out. I would go... Thanks for asking that. I I want to be more simplistic and get rid of it. It's all the same. Um... China China doesn't have time zones. China would be across 13 time zones, I think, and they just everybody in the country is at one time zone. What if it was just like five o'clock in the US, five o'clock in China, and if you live in China, you just happen to get used to the fact that, or maybe I won't make it US centric, right? Like, you get used to the fact in the US that at 5 p.m. you're usually asleep, but you are awake and going to work at 2 a.m. I think that would be very difficult for people to travel. It would be very hard if I was going to, let's say I was just tra- flying to Scotland and then I was like, okay, it's 11 a.m. Uh, what does that mean? Am I, should I be asleep? Should I be going to sleep? Should I be eating lunch? Uh, Oh, interesting. So you're you're recommending a light based suggestion? Yeah, light based. Oh, 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 interesting. So I'm definitely down with getting rid of daylight savings. Um, we do kind of have like Greenwich Mean Time is what you're talking about. Um, but Greenwich Mean Time, I feel like, isn't useful yet because of daylight savings. So like right now you could tell me like I'm GMT plus two or I could say I'm GMT minus five. But the problem is sometimes I'm GMT minus four. Sometimes I'm GMT minus five and... None of that's helpful if the person I'm trying to talk to also is sometimes plus 12 and sometimes plus 11. Then it's like, why do we even have GMT? I'm just going to have to Google what time it is. It's a place I want to interact with. Yeah. All right. My new suggestion is just keep it simple. No more daylight savings. Keep time zones. No more daylight savings. Keep time zones. And then we'll see GMT start to bear some meaning. Yeah. Is that based on Greenwich, Connecticut? Uh, I think Greenwich, England. Let's see. Let's see. Greenwich Mean Time. People love it when podcasters Google things. Yeah. Why do you research ahead of time? <laughs> when you can do it during 
It's uh, it's right on the Prime Meridian, and it's in uh, London. It's in Greenwich, London. Okay. Uh, I mean, has he signed any of his papers? Does he have an NDA filled out? Maze, what's up, kiddo? You out of your black shirt yet? You find the pocket on your black shirt yet? He's waving. Yeah, I see him waving. This is silly because I have my headphones on, so you can't hear him say hi to you. Oh, I thought he was just being rude. Um. Well, I mean, we're at, we're at fifty minutes. I might uh, I might. Hey, Maze, how you doing, buddy? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, we lost internet. Oh, lost internet. All right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and click pause here. I don't think we got. I don't think we got Ashley all the way to Milwaukee, but uh, she can always just replay it. I mean, there's some good stuff in there. It's probably worth listening to twice. Sorry, buddy. We can finish it soon. Oh no worries. All right, Mace, can you say? Can you say thanks for listening?